Hey there, welcome back to another episode of Karishma Connect. On this episode, I have got Tamanna Singh, founder of Menoveda, India's first menopause-only brand and pioneering a new era in femtech, not fintech, she tells me as she talks to me about investing in research so early on into this business and what it unfolded. So many different insights that are super interesting, things that you wouldn't have even heard of about this subject that is often considered a taboo but actually isn't. And she tells me more about that. She talks to me about how families can support women in menopause and how Menoveda's products through the wonders of Ayurveda are trying to ease that transition for women. So go check out the episode and until the next one, stay tuned. This is me Karishma and I'll be back next Tuesday with yet another one. Until then, tada! Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Karishma Connect. It's a pleasure to have you. I'm really looking forward to getting to know more about a topic that I have quite uh, understood from my own mother when she was going through her menopausal time and a range of other ladies around me and women who have gone through this. And I'm glad that brands like yours are picking it up and you know bringing it to the forefront. But tell me about the journey so far up until that point. Thank you so much for having me, first of all, Karishma. Uh, journey so far has been really crazy. Uh, we conceptualized this uh, thought two years back. We are a very R&D focused company. Yeah. So we wanted to, uh, you know, because the first thing that hit and what everybody told us was menopause is a taboo. Yeah. And we just wanted to understand, is it or is it not? So our first step, you know, when we started uh, exploring more options is that uh, we did a survey uh, in India at that point of time, and we did a parallel survey globally. So Indian survey was around for 5,000 women just to understand what do they think about the topic? Are they comfortable speaking about it? Uh, what do they take? What they don't take? What have they been told through generation and has been passed on? At a global platform, it was at a slightly lower level, around 1,500 women globally in US, Australia, uh, Canada, Europe. And just to understand as to how they are perceiving and what they are taking. Hmm. Because uh, I was speaking to several of my friends and who were, you know, CHROs, CXOs or top of their game. And if you were to give them a call randomly, either they are undergoing a hot flash or they're in the pool because they just can't get over the heat or they're having a fight with their partner, or they're feeling cranky all the time, or they're just crying unconsolably for no reason, which mm. they also realize and understand and identify, but they are unable to identify why is it happening. So it's more of an identity crisis, but uh, in every sphere, it was affecting her physically, mentally, emotionally, sexually. That is when we thought that let's try and find out what are the options available. So mm-hmm. we understood from our survey that came very strongly was like 98% women were comfortable talking about menopause. Mm-hmm. And that is what was like, you know, the biggest, like what happened? I mean, they are saying, everybody else is saying menopause is a taboo, but who are they? You know, yeah. who are they? Yeah. Because typically 45 to 55 is actually in the most uh, amazing phase of her life. And she's totally so bindas. I mean, uh, you know, if I could use that word, uh, they, they were very happy talking about it. Yeah. Um, 81% wanted uh, to speak to their families and they were very comfortable talking to their families about menopause. Mm. But surprisingly, 87% felt that their family was of no use or of no help to them. You know, So there is a huge contradiction that they want. They want to express, but it's not happening. Huh. And at the same time, you know, the age group is such that women are also undergoing that NP-Ness syndrome. 
yeah. kids have gone off and you know and suddenly those especially those who have not worked for the longest time are feeling suddenly those identity crisis in terms of what am i here for so everybody is trying to explore the higher purpose that they are here for and that is that is when we realize that okay now let's come on to the second part which is what are you taking for that so globally we found interestingly that hrt is only recommended to 12% women and that is also medically or otherwise most of us the western world now mm-hmm. that is something that is a option it's not that it's compulsory until as it's really compulsory it is now second thing that was surprising that came out is during that was that during the medical school gynecologists don't even have a chapter on menopause which is like crazy you know every woman on planet will undergo menopause and mm-hmm. women will be spending one third of their life in this phase yeah. and when gynecologists tell you it's a matter of 2 3 years just jhelo it or as you would say just take it all in or it's just like the last phase and just go go with it and just you know it's it's crazier we are in 21st century i Absolutely. can't afford to say that my menopause is not bad i should say my menopause is great yeah we should have a great menopause why not it's just a transition it's not a disease it's it's just a phase you know so those were the surprising things and what uh, what tempted us to do ayurvedic solutions is that we found either hrt or soya based products now hrt is very debatable you know so i i'll not go there but uh, women themselves were very conscious doctors were very conscious they were not looking at hrt as much of a option mm-hmm. soya products hamper your gut health especially uh, during menopause or if you have thyroid uh, that is that leads to a lot of bloating and a lot of weight gain and other issues other supplements over the counter supplements which caters for around 90 95% the market were chinese traditional medicine and mm. when you see chinese traditional medicine great i mean somebody is offering a solution but they were typically products like ashwagandha moringa muktavishti and be like okay when did that happen when did these become like a chinese traditional medicine and not ayurveda so yeah. we reached out to people understanding from a global perspective why not ayurveda huh. they told us couple of things the ayurvedic products are not well researched they don't have a clinical study there is no toxicology report that is usually done around them and these are some of the reasons why we don't however as second part of the menopausal transition we always prefer women going undergoing menopausal transition take the supplement or the or whatever treatment along with meditation and yoga so mm. you are giving extended arms of ayurveda but not ayurveda mm. so we as a, as a brand menoveda is like india's first menopause only brand and also world's first menopause brand easing menopausal transition through ayurveda okay. so we we want to put ayurveda on a global map it is already there but we this is something like you know oh, india's gift women of the world that is how what we want to position the brand as our products are clinically tested our products are researched well researched i'm so glad and proud to say that like we came out with a clinical study it is already there on research gate and other clinical uh, journals it's uh, it's you know posted there and our products are if they have been proven for their efficacy and they've been proven for their toxicology so we've ticked all those boxes uh, happy that we this year we launched in india uh, in fact we have just recently on 18th of uh, october was world menopause day we released our i was first going to do this yes that was the first industry report of menopause and it was crazy i mean those who have read the numbers are you know people thought it is this way but it is the other way hmm uh, so the journey so far has been like crazy uh, and it's been up and up uh, uh, touch wood no setbacks uh, still fighting the stigma uh, not exactly the stigma if i'll say uh, and indian women are really really i mean 
for some reason i don't know when i how they are perceived globally i think indian women were much more comfortable talking about it there was no shame and they wanted they realize what they want you know yeah. that's the best part of it uh, i do a hybrid between india and australia i'm based out of sydney also and i when i spoke to women there they were not that comfortable they were not mm. believe you me even my friends in us you know it was more of a hype mm. but it was in a positive shame attached to it it's for some reason you know but that's not there in india it it may be brushed under the carpet but that's not there that's interesting that's very interesting yeah. so you know it just opened up a lot of doors for us it just yeah. lot of vcs at, at times i've met or investors or other friends you know who are still correcting me when i say i'm in femtech they say oh you mean fintech i said no femtech mm-hmm. so i'm still trying to explain them that femtech and femtech are different <laughs> or uh, do actually women need this or it's just ending the cycle is ending why do you need it why do you even need a product you know but it's amazing and the moment you start telling them and you tell them go back home speak to your mother or wife or somebody who's in that age group and when they come back uh, believe you me they are like you know they're like you have opened a different world to us yeah. we were never thought of it yeah indeed you know, so I mean, these stats never come out i mean i've never heard a conversation around menopause in this kind of a light as well and like you said uh, it's it's surprising that you know people are we often are made to think that acha it's no it's a taboo and everything but it's surprising that uh, people are willing to talk about it but tell me one thing that i realized from the journey is also the fact that you invested in research at a very early stage of your startup which yes. not many people do i haven't seen i've interviewed several startups here but most of the times a startup starts from just a spontaneous idea or whatever rarely do people even go back and research can you tell me more about that choice that you made i'm a third time entrepreneur and mm. i'm 46 i think i've been telling world this now my age you know and i think i'm in that 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 age bracket i understand the importance of research yeah. you know as a third time founder you understand and as a brand we can't afford we just can't afford to have women more toxic or products which has side effects because mm-hmm. as it is she's going through a lot so mm-hmm. you know just to just to uh, avoid anxiety or depression or uh, insomnia i can't be giving you something which is habit forming and which is you know not recommended or is damaging your liver in long term we can't so mm-hmm. uh, we were very conscious of our choices uh, that's the best thing that we could do as a brand yes we have invested early on and we got the right research partner i'm glad to say we have amazing research partners with us and we got a lot of gynecologists ayurveda acharyas formulators i'm a formulator myself so mm-hmm. it just it was just that we have to get it done right you know so yeah. yes so so that was amazing and that's what we are trying to do so so it's it's a personal choice because it's health and it's women health so it's more dear right yeah. now for us and is there something i mean you have already shared quite a few but is there something are there some myths that you would bust for people who are going through this phase currently in their lives or oh, there are a lot so in last uh, 10 months 8 to 10 months we have spoken to around 15000 women uh, so so a survey you know completed with almost 25000 women but personally i would have spoken to like almost 7 7500 women hmm. in last 10 months it's crazy first of all i think um, women think that it just stops one day yeah it does it just doesn't you need to know that and i don't know for for what reason for generations it has been just passed on because mm. you know typically when we when we uh, surveyed women on tier 1 2 3 in india 
I said, what is it like, or what do you think, or what do you know about it? Leave apart the uh, leave apart the other age groups, you know, just the 45 to 55. They were like, ek din band ho jata hai. I said, did you actually miss your science class or what happened? <laughs> <laughs> and then they think ki, doctors ne bola hai do teen saal jhel lo, which is practically not true. Too. It's not about two, three years. Yeah. The whole transition can last from three years to 12 years. And yeah. what they don't realize is, they think that menopause starts when, when your periods stop. It doesn't. Perimenopause starts 10 years, 8 to 10 years before your menopause, your average age of menopause, right? So you are practically in the late 30s and early 40s where you might be thinking that, you know, you have PCOD or PCOS or some other lifestyle issues and you're just mixing up the uh, the symptoms. But it is actually perimenopause, which is, you know, the hormones are getting uh, imbalanced. Hmm. Secondly, some of the times we've seen even doctors misdiagnosing it. Early 40s to 45 hmm. is that age group where if you were to go typically with a migraine or a headache to a doctor, you would be the typical line of treatment would be what we have seen and what we have asked doctors is that they say that either your eyesight or maybe your tooth problem or uh, you then they will uh, otherwise tell you to get an MRI or a CT scan done mm-hmm. along with then the medications and everything but nobody's checking your hormone levels nobody's asking them is are the periods flow irregular or heavy or light you know so yeah. nobody's checking so yeah. that is surprising. So and that 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 majorly we realized when we started getting to the root of the problem mm-hmm. that they are not being approved. Yeah, a lot of people think that there are no menopause doctors, but there are actually doctors who specialize in this. Even I don't know. Uh, yeah, so you could actually and a lot of women told us that you know doctors have told them to take this. No, even as a doctor and otherwise during especially during menopause, I I really tell them that your healthcare provider is supposed to give you options. Even as a brand, we are not pushing Ayurveda. We are here to give you better, safer options that actually work. And they work on the root cause without giving any toxins or making you habit. It's not non-habit forming, right? Mm -hmm. So your healthcare provider needs to give you those options. Mm -hmm. Again, a lot of women think that HRT is the only option. Otherwise, nothing else. That's again not true. Mm-hmm. A lot of women think that you can't get pregnant during uh, menopause. You can uh, during your perimenopause. Just because your periods are stopped for six months does not mean that you are off your birth control pills or any other thing that you're taking. Yeah. So you have to you have to realize that, you know. So a lot of things. Uh, in terms things of people, menopause, don't yeah, no, people haven't even spoken about. Like I have not even yeah. seen talk about. So, so we had a lot of typical cases where women thought that it's been eight, nine months and they don't keep account, you know, when was the last mm-hmm. uh, period. So and then they say that in six months or nine months, this is at the age of like 45, 47, they've just conceived. Mm. And they're like, what happened? You know, and because of the social stigma or because of the gap in the two kids or maybe because they are at that age. Because again, depending on tier one, two, three of India, tier one would typically maybe have 45 or 47 with younger kids. Mm. But tier two, tier three will have somebody who is in 45, 47, maybe about to be a, a Mother, mother-in-law. I mean, mother-in-law, more of that, yeah, you know. Yeah. So especially if daughters are getting married in early 20s. So with that thought process, uh, it's it's crazy, you know. A lot of women think that uh, menopause means the end of their sex life, mm. which is which is just not true. It, yeah. The sexual life has got nothing to do with this. Yeah. A lot of women told us that, oh, doctors have told them, or otherwise they've been told that they will gain weight. No, there is nothing like will happen if, during menopause. You know, uh, hot flashes, a lot of them think that is the only symptom, but that's not true. There are 40 plus symptoms. So when we asked women, 67% could not name the three phases of menopause. 
and around the same 60% plus did not know that there were more than 10 symptoms of menopause so when you are not realizing when you are not realizing you know that this is a symptom people yeah. think it's hot flashes but you also get cold chills yeah so for some it may be cold chills you know uh, when we speak to women they tell us ki, uh, we are having hair fall or we are we are having a patch or we are balding they think it's a natural thing you know it's mm -hmm. a, it's it's natural but it's not natural if you are losing your hair uh, continuously for over a period of time it's not natural there has to be some deficiency or there has to be something else mm -hmm. are, they're crying and crying in the night they 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 are awake from 1 to 3 or 1 to 4 most of our clients are you know insomnia is there and it's just creeping up you have a sleep deficiency over the years we have husbands calling us telling us that I, my, my wife is on you know antidepressant or i give her a sleeping pill at around nine in the evening every night for the last seven years or ten years and it's crazy it's crazy you know and we ask them that you know she's just 47 do you think for the rest of her life you'll be giving her that he says i don't know what should i do mm -hmm. if, if, if i were to translate this phase it is like you know we have to take it on nobody's told us and i actually you know this is also a bit very uh difficult because this particular generation, 45 to 55, ideally their husbands are like five, minimum three to five years yes. to them, or yeah. at least even 10 in some cases, you know. Yes. Now the problem is that they have also not been told as a society, as an Indian society, nobody has told them. Girls, do, I mean, we don't know what do we expect the men to know, you know. Yeah. And, and it's just not normal. It's not. And then we have families where they're fighting or actually the relationship has gone so bad because... Mm -hmm. 45 to 55, if you were to take the global average, that's the number where maximum number of women are leaving jobs, mm. maximum number of suicide rates, maximum number of depression and anxiety patients, uh, maximum number of heart, heart failures during 45 to 55. And there has to be a reason. Nobody is looking at what is the reason when it is all combining towards this. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a much bigger problem. Uh, but again, since it's more of a transition, and it's not a disease. That's why people are taking it like, okay, just a phase. This will stop. Mm. Even uh, in like uh, in Indian context, there are a lot of times when we come across women who have been told that if they have some issue or if they're facing some kind of symptom during this time, get uterus removed. Yeah. For God's sake, removing your uterus is not the answer. If you have fibroids, you have any other clinical issue or that that you've been diagnosed with. I'm not a doctor, so if not in going in that domain. But if, if that is just happening because the logic is that you don't want to have more kids or the, you know, the problem will be out you, since you have heavy bleeding, let's get it out. That's not the solution. Your hormones will still fluctuate. You will still have hot flashes, my dear girl. You have to wake up. That's not what uh, it's going to solve problem for you. Right. you know? so, so that's the problem. Uh, we have a huge, beautiful community, you know, uh, and we started the community before even we launched. So we said, let's just... You know, let's hot hot let's hot women have fun. You know, <laughs> so so you know, people joined us without knowing that what are they joining or signing up for. <laughs> but now it's a great community on one name basis, and uh, yeah, in fact, I'm so glad that most of the time our community members tell us that what they want. Yeah, like for us, we have text three four lines already defined, but mm. it's just coming up from through them only. Mm. You know, okay, you have this product, do this. So what we've done uh, at Menoveda, I'll just take a minute for that also. Mm -hmm. We've divided these 
40 plus symptoms into four categories. Okay. Mental health, physical health, domal health and sexual health. Lovely. That is what we have done differently from everybody else. Because right now, market solutions are one size fit all. Huh. And depending on your health goals, now not depending on your condition, but depending on your personal health goals, if you feel that your sexual health and your mental health needs to be taken care of first, definitely. So that's how we prescribe you. We have a beautiful AI-driven quiz on the website. Or if you know your symptoms, you can just go and buy. These are over-the-counter, although according to Ayurveda, they are medicines, but uh, these are over-the-counter. You don't need a uh, doctor prescription or you could just uh, speak to a consultant we have menopause coaches in India now so we are the first brand to have that uh, and uh, you could speak to our coaches or you could speak to our doctors you know so we just kind of made it very easy for them confusion at any point of time come speak to us yeah so yeah it's it's beautiful I mean the friendships that we are developing sounds with these beautiful when people. you're talking about it like the entire focus and journey sounds so beautiful and so informative. It's become now very purpose driven. Yeah. I started as a brand. I saw it as an opportunity, a gap at a global level. Mm-hmm. And now it's it's really totally it's changed the direction in terms of being very purpose driven. I'm absolutely enjoying it. And it's like, you know, just being with your girl gang. Yeah. So we, we we have the saying in the office that, you know, our customers are the queen. <laughs> so and actually they are. So we only serve the queen. We don't serve the king here. <laughs> But my next question to you also goes to the king and the, sorry, the king and the children and everybody. How do families, how can families support uh, women during this time? You know, because I also think that it's very important for everybody to get sensitive or just to kind of realize or be more aware. And then perhaps things can work out even at a better, even at a much better level, you know, for how do you think, what what all do you think families need to understand? And also in, this, in the person, not getting into gender, but there is a difference between the awareness of a daughter versus a son in this kind of a subject. What can people understand from both sides as well? So uh, interestingly, what we have seen is that I'm so proud of the younger generation. They are so comfortable talking about every topic, you know. Yeah. yeah. And it's much easier for us to, you know, stay those com- communication or conversations with them. They understand, they identify and they take action. Hmm. So if they hmm. were to see their mothers, both boys and girls now here, you know, they, they are very comfortable. They, they'll talk about it and they will be very open. They'll ask their moms and all that. So that part is very good. Uh, slightly older. So this is, I'm talking about around 20, 20 to 25 from 25 to 35 because these the other the next generation is actually also busy with their own workload and everything that is where mothers are feeling a bit left out or alone and nobody's talking to them and emptiness syndrome all these things are just dwelling you know mm-hmm. so i think if you can be a great listener what your parents have like answered you like thousand times when you used to ask why 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 how 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 you know yeah. so if if you could be great listeners or if you can just just try and understand or at least just pretend to understand what she's trying to say because we realize that women just they just want to talk they want to speak and beyond a point after a day or two or three that is what our counselors also told us that it's actually it's you know all empty and they're just fresh yeah you know yeah. it's just building up for years that nobody's understanding mm. uh, we had a beautiful uh, neuroscientist with us uh, she's just written a she's she's her research is on how mental health is affected during menopause mm-hmm. um, one of her clients and uh, she told us that you know uh, her daughter was visiting her and uh, she prepared the 
her best food, what she liked and all that. Roto was there. And she said for half an hour, we did not even speak on the table, you know. And I have uh, gone across and lengths and breadths to prepare the food. I was standing and my weight issue, my knee pain and everything, even after that. And my husband kept telling me, don't do so much. And I still did. And we did not even speak on the dining table. She was just clipping pictures and she was on the phone and she was on Insta. And I felt really bad, mm. you know, and I went to my room later and cried over it. And then I was fresh and all that. Later in the evening, a lot of her friends called that, oh, your daughter is here. So how do you know? She says she posted a lot of pictures on Instagram saying that mom cooked the best meal. <laughs> so what is happening? Communication is missing. We are there and we are not there, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's just that if you can understand that, if you can just be a bit more patient enough with that phase, not take her emotional swing as a mental problem, as in, you know, she's gone. Um, she's a gone case or like that or not have fights over it. That would be great. I also understand that those who have teenager kids again have a hormonal kid in the family. Yeah. So there is a lady who is undergoing hormones. And, you know, in this whole context, we are forgetting the men. They are also undergoing andropause. Yes. So it's actually a lot of hormones, raging hormones. Let's talk about that because I don't think many people know that men also go through their phases. Yes. They undergo andropause and that nobody's talking about. So maybe. If somebody's listening to us, they have a opportunity. I don't even that... think they are close to talking about like menopause is still something that people would, but I don't think anybody has even addressed andropause or scratched the topic, you know. Nobody has even, and they are going through their own hormones at that time. So we get a lot of women who ask us that, you know, even my husband is undergoing same. Other than some of the symptoms like heavy bleeding, of course, and uh, in, uh, the hot flashes and night sweats. We've seen men undergoing anxiety, panic attacks, ADHD, brain fog, joint pains, weight gain, those kind of issues, hair loss, you know, dermal issues. Even um, uh, the loss of libido, it, it's there even in men from 55 onwards, if you see. So yes. that is there. And, uh, that is how, uh, you know, so yes. And for men, I think you just have to be a bit more compassionate towards your partner. It would be great, you know, if you can just do things together I think women, by nature, we are very giving. I'm not saying men are not, they are. But if it's just shown or if it's just, at least if you take that first step during this transition, it would be great. You know, it will be much smoother. Families could be, can make the whole change. There. Yeah, that is very true. That is very true. And what is that one thing that you would like to tell women who are in their menopause stage to take care of, to prioritize? Themselves just themselves unapologetically i keep telling them you have to love yourself unapologetically and i really mean that you know let it be pampering yourself it's not a retail therapy that i'm talking about but pampering yourself in terms of what you eat i asked a lot of my friends a lot of these women whom i speak to that when was the last time you cooked your favorite meal yeah. and they're usually lost you know it's like i'm cooking for my husband or kid or somebody relative or somebody's coming I've forgotten what I used to like you know if you have left a hobby when you were as a kid for some reason for any reason maybe the resources or the talent was not there or somebody it's the time to do that mm -hmm. it's it's your time you know and a lot of introspection uh, I I realized that a lot of women were having that question of you know uh, the higher purpose in life and that's what even Ayurveda says, you know, this phase earlier, it used to be that you go towards the forest and do, you know, Adhyatmik Dhan and sit and pray and all that. 
but but the but that time life expectancy was 40 now life expectancy at least in india for women is 80 yeah. and by the time we'll get 80 it will be already 100 so yeah. we have almost like i'm sure in next couple of decades or at least in next decade only we'll be saying that women will be spending half of their life in menopause because you as it is the average age is going down and your life expectancy is going up so there's no way so you have to prioritize and you should unapologetically now a lot of time we question them you know had it been with your daughter or daughter-in-law or son of husband you would have just done it yeah for, you know gone length and breath to do it for take care of them so it's time now because that will what will drive you towards that and if you want to play with your grandkids that's how we try, try to emotionally blackmail them if you want to play with your grandkids if you don't want to be in a wheelchair and them taking you everywhere so you better be in your healthiest best that's, that's what they need to look at. That's a lovely note. Yeah. I think since time immemorial, I think since history, women are kind of trained in that way, which is now changing thanks to, you know, whether it's brand like brands like yours or conversations that we have started having where we can see that shift happening in women. And hopefully it's headed for the best. Thank you so much for joining me. I uh, feel like this conversation has been so organic that it's it's I've I have learned a lot from it, which is why most of my questions are already answered with everything that we spoke. But yeah. thank you, it's been super insightful. I'm sure a lot of people will just benefit from you know tuning in and. Uh, hearing all this because i'm i didn't know half the things that you said yeah and i'm sure it's gonna be helpful thank you for sharing that with me and more power to you and everything that you do thank you so much it's just it was actually fun you know and it was like a heart to heart so i really enjoyed that and uh, happy to help i mean just it's just the we're just scratching the surface we have a long way to go but yes more power to all of us i guess Yes, that's, that, that's absolutely. And they can buy these. So are they only available in India at the moment? How is it? Uh... No, we ship globally. Uh, we ship globally. In fact, uh, US and UAE has suddenly become a hotspot for us. A lot of women yeah. were taking like three months, six months supply. And in fact, that's when, when you said, you know, how can kids help? There are daughters who are buying it for their mothers. Yeah. Uh, there are sons who are just uh, sending it across to their mothers in UAE and uh, Middle East especially. So they're available through our website only okay. right now. Okay. Because we realize a lot of the time women want to speak to a coach or a doctor in case of some confusion. Because most of them told us that we have never heard a brand talking about menopause. So we, are, are you sure? Is it something that's genuine? It's, is it something that's there? So only from that point of view to have, ha, make them have that faith and you know to handhold them throughout the journey or the transition. So only through our website that we ship globally. Yeah. And is it only for a specific phase, like the starting, or is it even for people who have gone through their menopause and then they are in the post phase? So we are taking care of perimenopause, menopause, and beyond. So basically anybody who is in their late 30s or early 40s can start it and as long as you want, since okay. they are not happy for me. Okay. And uh, yes, that's, that's all. So Because Ayurveda beautifully helps you not only in prevention and cure, but also recovery. That's the best part. So yeah. women who are already in 60s or 70s who have osteoporosis or who have brain fog or gut health issues, insomnia, it can be taken care of. But we it will take a bit more time because it has to go back down. You know, I, I tell them that you always, or everyone is starting their account with us in minus. First, you, first, we have to bring you from minus to zero and then the journey will start, you know. So we have to leave them at least with some deposits in their uh, health account. <laughs> 